Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Yeah, I almost don't know where to start. I really don't. Thankfully, I have almost four hours before we go to college basketball today. John Fricky with you on this Sunday morning. Beautiful day, huh? It's supposed to be like 75 tomorrow. I, I, I dare say that golf might break out. I might be over at Cobblestone later on this afternoon uh, working on my game. You up in Ackworth, no Cobblestone? Uh, so anyway, uh, you know, get out there in the range. And uh, as, as long as it's not mats, because like the worst thing you could do if you're a golfer, and I think anybody who plays golf knows, in, in a way, is practice on mats. Not, not that I don't understand why uh, you, the courses have to practice on mats, but when you practice on mats, it, it gives you a false sense of security. It makes you think you're better than you are. <laughs> Because <laughs> you get out there, ain't no mats out of the course. <laughs> hey, anyway, that has nothing to do with nothing. I really don't know where to start today. Well, welcome to the show here. Eric Slaughter's back at the Mothership. He's running the show. Eric, how you doing, bub? Eric's working on trying to get set up. I'll let him get set up. Anyway, uh, er- Eric is getting set up here. Got to give him a minute. Uh, and, of course, all of you at 404-726-0929. John Fricky with you from the Northern Kia Studios. If you don't know how the show works, uh, I will rarely on occasion have a guest. And today I have none. I, don't, I just don't book guests because, you know, even though I could, I mean, I've been doing this for 46 years. I know everybody. Uh, I could call up all my friends and do nothing but guess solid for hours and hours and hours is that I love talking to all of you. And so this is the, the, where the fans can kind of air it out on this show. And, and Eric, I'm looking at this thing and man, a mercy where I got. So I got, I got stacks. I got stacks and stacks and stacks of stuff here. <laughs> That's a good thing. Yeah. And good morning. I was saying goodbye to your morning show. They were wrapping up and they wanted to you know, let me know that they were out of the building. Oh, so Greg, Greg, Greg and Sam, they get priority over me. Okay. No, I understand no. how that rolls. <laughs> no, you yeah. know, you know, you don't know that you got you, us guys that come in here. We got to make sure we, we check on each other, make sure everybody's doing okay. And wish you them can well see wishes. them. Yeah. You, you know, they're fine. I mean, he's standing right there. You're like, okay, okay, I'm Clarkson, at, you're good. I'm a little sad because Sam and I have a tradition. We like to go to NASCAR together but he's going without me today so uncle sam left me left me back left me behind today. wait a second what time screen flags at three right yeah but by you the time stay beyond yeah but well no but you get done at 145 man i could i could right. you know if i had my private jet i could get 
the Hampton on time. But, you know, but I ain't going down there. Well, just tell whoever's running the board for the basketball game to come in at 1. I'll do the last half hour with them, and you can, you can blow and go. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to give that a try. See how that works. <laughs> well, that's what I would do. No, you know, I'm you gonna tell me the break I'm who gonna, it is. You tell me the I'll email them. No, I got you. I'm going to hang out with you, man, and, uh, you know, then I'll watch it on, I'll watch it on TV. See, see who, man, we uh, have, see who yeah. takes that check flag. You know, it is race weekend. It is a 3 o'clock uh, green flag down at AMS for the Amber Health 400. Uh, Michael McDowell, Joey Logano on the pole, front row. Logano won the spring race last year. <clears throat> pardon me, last year. And I really wanted – I'm like uh, Eric here. I wanted to get back down to the track. I haven't been down to the track since they re kind of configured it and they made the banks even steeper, which they were already really steep. Uh, and uh, so I would love to get back down to the uh, to the track and – and see a race here. So uh, it is race day in Atlanta. That That's one thing we can get into. The Braves are underway. They won yesterday for whatever that's. It's one of the great mysteries in all of sports to me. It, you know, when it used to be, I, I know, boys and girls, that this sounds like some old man shouting at clouds on a lawn chair on his front porch here. But there used to be something called newspapers. Okay. And back in the day before the internet, I know, I know, this is a long time ago. Like my daughter, who works at you know over at uh, Mercedes Benz, she's the the manager of the uh, Home Depot backyard. Uh, she she's twenty seven, and she was born before the internet. Okay, so she's like getting you know, Dad. I was the internet didn't come around. I'm like, I know. I believe me, and there were no cell phones either when you were born. So I mean, it's not like you could look at me and go, "Hey, old man." I'm like, "Hey, old woman." <laughs> you know, you predated. The- so anyway, it used to be newspapers, and these newspapers would like come to your house every day, or you could buy one out of a box. I I, I know I have to explain what they are. Uh, anyway, you could open it up, and there'd be a sports section, and in the sports section, they would have this page called an agate, A G A T E. For those of you in Accord, don't worry what that means. It's just a bunch of numbers, okay? It's an agate page where they had all the standings and all the, you know, stats and the box scores and the, you know, television listings and everything, right? It's called an agate page. And in the agate page, they would have standings for the Grapefruit League in Florida and the Cactus League in Arizona. But do they still call it the Grapefruit and Cactus Leagues? I, you know, I honestly don't know. Um, anyway, uh, for spring training in Florida and for Arizona. So they would have standings. And I, I would always ask myself, why? <laughs> why, do, why do they keep standings for spring training? Is there like a prize or something that I don't – you know, we won spring training, we finished first. We won the Grapefruit League title. Okay. And I don't know, is there an award? Did I miss – is there a reason? I, I, I don't know. So the uh, Braves won yesterday, 6-5. to five. I know that had nothing to do with nothing. It just sparked an old memory. Uh, Michael Harris went full Ronald Acuna. Very first pitch, very first pitch of spring training, he hit it about 500 feet. And thank God we had cell phone video because the game wasn't on TV. <clears throat> so the Braves beat the Rays, if you care, 6-5. to five. Spencer Strider pitched two innings, struck out four. All is good in the world. Marcelo Zuna did play first base. Jerry Kelnick got his uh, first start, went 0 for 3 as a Brave. But thank God we got uh, cell phone footage because we didn't see the game one on TV. Now, the, the Braves are going to play the Red Sox today, and Bryce Elder is going to get a start. That's kind of an interesting story, isn't it? I mean, we got the whole fifth starter thing. I mean, Bryce Elder was on the – let's not forget, 
Bryce Elder was on the all-star team last year. And then in the second half of the season, he was on the Gwinnett Stripers. And he's fighting to be – here's a guy that was on the all-star team who's fighting to become the fifth starter on this team. So he starts today against the Red Sox in the air quotes home opener in Northport for the Atlanta Braves, and you will hopefully see cell phone video. That's another thing I don't understand. I, and and uh, anybody at Bally's can maybe help me out here. Cause I'm not, I want to make sure that everybody at Bally's Sports South and Sports Southeast knows that, you know, I'm – I was an old Fox Sports West guy and Fox Sports and all that kind of stuff. So I got nothing against Bally's. I'm just curious. I probably should call over there and ask. There are like nine, eight, nine games on TV in spring training. Eric Slaughter, why isn't every spring training game on TV? You would think MLB TV would have some type of, you know, package or deal or something. But, yeah, I mean – I mean, TBS I mean, pick up the, the old the, coverage. Something, yeah. I would like to see this, all the spring training games. I would absolutely. Right. I mean, there are, there are cameras at every spring training uh, stadium yes. in Florida and Arizona, right? Yeah. And they're permanent cameras. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, well, at least permanent for spring training. I mean, they bring them in, they park them, they hook them up, they put it. You know, they put in all the cables because it's not like when you go to televise a game, it's not like you could just you know show up two hours before the game. I mean, you, there's a lot of cable to run. This is a big enterprise. You got to do it. You you set it up. It's pre-wired so that the cameras are there. You roll the camera out. You plug it in. It can go to the truck, up to the up lake, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Right. Uh, so it, it's nothing to turn the camera on. Heck, you know, in this day and age. Right. All you need is a little itty bitty camera. You can set down like uh, you know some. If you work at a play by play guy or gal, if you if you're doing play by play or color of high school basketball in even the smallest towns of the country, you can stream the games. You can get a little camera. You can set it up. Pan and left, stream pan the game. right. Pan left, pan right. right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, trust me, I've done those. I've done those uh, productions. <laughs> right. Exactly. I mean, you, you, why isn't every spring training game on television? It, I mean, what, you're worried that it's going to hurt attendance at Northport? What? Somebody's got to buy, somebody's got to buy the commercials. Somebody's got to do the sales. Somebody's got to, and you got to stay. Wait a second. Hang on. Wait, wait, hang on. Hang on. Well, I understand that. You got to make, I understand that. You don't think that Bally's can't sell Braves spring training games? There's not going to be an audience? You could put it on pay-per-view, right? Oh, absolutely. And like I said, MLB TV could definitely come up with some type of package. I, I, I just I, I'm I'm not I'm missing something here from the folks at Bally's that could help me out here. Why wouldn't you? Let's say they, you they wanted to charge. Some, they do need some revenue too, don't they? No, did I say that? Yeah, I, I mean, said that. Yeah, I said that. Yeah, I know. I mean, no, I mean, they got helped out, so it's all good. Um, but hey, listen, you know, so did Odyssey. So there's that too. Um, so hey, uh, you know the. Um, I just don't understand why they're not all on. I just don't. I don't quite get it. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I mean, it doesn't cost anything, really. I mean, if you really wanted to, you could pan right, pan left. You know, you could set up one dude with one camera, you know, and then plug into some kind of audio. It's no big deal. That's how they teach the students. First first right. lesson, pan right, pan left. Follow the ball. Pan right, By the way, by the way what, the, what the Big Ten does is in those, like, you know, nothing uh, practice games, you know, where you're playing some, NA, you know, Michigan against, you know, I don't know, uh, Detroit School of Medicine or something, you know, whatever it is. Uh, you know, an NIA team, you, they, they have the students do it on Big Ten Network. Yeah, oh, absolutely. No, they, I'm sure there's more students doing it. than I've done a lot of work with SEC Network at University of Georgia. I've done volleyball and a couple right. other small small sports. Nothing but the students from the communications department. That's all. That's that's how they learn, and, and that's how they get credit. Right, it's how they learn. It's great practice for them. I mean, you could do that down at spring training. 
You know, I have a whole bunch of students and, you know, from various, uh, you know, universities and, and, and broadcasting schools come down and, and do the games and do two cam- do a two-camera two game. Put a lockdown camera in center field for the uh, uh, home plate and then everything else is just another camera behind home plate. It's going to kind of be, you know, pretty basic, but at least you get to see the game. I just, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm missing that. Thank God we had cell phone video of Michael Harris hitting a 500-footer. I would have loved to have seen that. Uh, anyway, the Braves play the Red Sox today, and Bryce Elder will start. Enough of that rant. Uh, Atlanta United lost yesterday. Uh, they went on the road in their opener against the defending MLS Cup champions. Let's not forget the Columbus crew won the title last year, so it wasn't like they were playing a, you know, just a ham salad there. Uh, lost one to nothing in the game, or pardon me for you soccer fans, 1-0. Uh, and now, uh, th- so they're off and running. Uh, I'm not overly concerned about a one nothing loss to Columbus. Um, you know, get kind of get it together, get your feet together. And they got plenty of time here. I mean, it's only February 25th. Um, oh, by the way, that reminds me, it's my brother's 60th birthday. Oh, he turned 60 today. Ah, it is. It's also Ron Sano's birthday. I only know that because my brother and Ron Sano had the same birthday, and God rest Ron Sano's soul. You have to be a Cubs fan to know that. Uh, so Atlanta United loses. I'm just off. I'm off track today a little bit here. I'll get back on track. And they are off. Uh, Atlanta United is for two weeks. They don't play for two more weeks. They play March 9th at Mercedes-Benz in their home opener against New England. So they got plenty of time to work out the uh, offensive kinks for Gonzalo Pineda after that loss yesterday. Hawks tonight. Uh, our coverage begins at 630, State Farm Arena. Uh, the tip is at 7. Early tip because it's a Sunday night game. So, 7 o'clock tip. So, if you're wondering, going, hey, tip's at 7 there. Oh, no. Wait, wait. The game's underway? Yes. The game starts at 7 tonight. And guess who's back? I hope he plays. I, I haven't even kind of dived into the Hawks yet. Dived or dope? Uh, and uh, John Collins it will be back. Uh, I haven't, because I'm looking at the show, I'm doing the Hawks game tonight pre and post with Steve Ullman. But I haven't had a chance to really kind of do a deep dive yet. I'll do that after the show's over. But uh, John Collins, uh, no, pardon me, John Collins is Tuesday. I, I stand corrected. I'm looking at the schedule. Tonight's the Orlando Magic. I just got you all worked up over nothing. Tonight is the Orlando Magic. It is not John Collins. That's Tuesday. <sighs> Sorry, that was my bad. Orlando tonight, 7 o'clock, and then the homestand uh, against uh, John Collins in Utah on Tuesday. Need a win. Hawks desperately need a win after that kind of lackluster, lackadaisical. And I'm, not, I'm still not sure what was wrong with Trey Young in the game against Toronto on Friday night. He had 11 points and seven assists. And somebody said to me that they thought it was all-star hangover. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I guess I'll go with that. Yeah, John, I was in the building. He just definitely was off. They were beating him up. They were being very physical with him, but he couldn't hit uh-huh. his threes. Um, he he had some really bad turnovers that him and the guys just were on the same page. He would make a couple passes, and the guys were either cutting the wrong way or just not not looking for it. It was it was definitely a off night for Trey Young. Yeah, it was a real off night for Trey Young, and uh, and the Hawks then they got four technical fouls called against them, including one on Trey and two on their head coach. They got Quinn Snyder kicked out of the game in the first half. The whole thing just kind of went sideways in a big hurry against Toronto. So, you know, get your act together here, guys. Let's see what you can do, uh, and uh, we'll hopefully they get a win against the Magic. I know there are a lot of people. I know I get it. There are a lot of Hawks fans out there rooting for the Hawks to lose now. I know. They want ping pong balls. I can't argue. I mean, I, I understand. We don't talk a lot of college basketball around here for a reason because we're not, lately we haven't been no good. 
uh, which still flummoxed me. But I got a question for all of you as we open up the phone lines. First question, and there are many today, at 404-726-0929, about what we do about this court storming. Do you, do you have any ideas? I'm curious. We'll talk about that next. John Fricke on Sports Radio 90 Time Again. Sunday morning on Sports Radio 90 Time The Game from the Northern Kia Studios. John Fricke with you on this beautiful day. Race day, 3 p.m. green flag down at AMS. Braves against the Red Sox today. Uh, of course, uh, Hawks tonight again, 6.30 pregame tonight. 6.30 pregame here on Sports Radio 90 Time The Game. And then Steve Holman with a call, 7 o'clock tip against the Orlando Magic. All right. Uh, a couple things about the show and the way it works with me. One is, again, I don't do a whole lot of guests. I occasionally do a guest if it's pertinent to a story that we're talking about here, if it matters, if it's really intriguing or can add something to the show. Otherwise, I just take your calls at 404-726-0929 for a couple of reasons. One of, one of the reasons is I love talking to you. The The, the biggest reason I, I came to 92 on the game and left Fox Sports Radio Back in 2012, when when we went on the air, uh, and Carl and I were the we're the only guys I think left from the opening day, is that I told Terry Fox at the time, and this is well, what you know, 13 and a half years ago, um, no, uh, 11 and a half years ago. Pardon me, <clears throat> math hard on Sunday morning, that I wanted an opportunity to talk to the fans of Atlanta. Uh, yeah, occasionally when I was on uh, on on the network. You know, somebody would call from Atlanta. I'd be cleared in town on the old, like that 790 that used to exist that would carry, they would carry my show. And so I get a call from Atlanta. I say, ah, great. I can talk to somebody in Atlanta about the Braves or the Falcons or, or what, whatnot. You know, more times than not, it seemed like I get calls from like Little Rock and Tampa and Las Vegas. And I'd end up talking about stuff I didn't care about. Um, so the opportunity to talk to you was something that I always relished. Now, in the Monday through Friday shows, like the, like the morning show, we didn't take a whole lot of calls. That's not the way those shows are set up, which is fine. The shows obviously work. Dukes and Bell's great. I mean, all the shows are great. Andy and Randy, everything works. Uh, the opportunity that I get here on the weekends being here by myself with no co-host, and I get to kind of produce the show myself, so I get to do kind of what I want to do. And so I took the opportunity when I when – I, I uh, left the morning show to, and talked to Mike and said, look, this is what I'd like to do to uh, open up a show where the uh, great portion of the show is devoted to, if not entirely devoted, to talking to you at 404-726-0929, and we could chop up all these big stories. And I, I only say that again for the benefit of new listeners who are coming on board who don't understand that, yes, this is a, a call-in talk show, but you're a guest on the show. You're not a caller. And as a result, you have to prepare for the fact that if you're good and you're interesting, I'll keep you on for quite a bit longer, or at least a little bit longer than a normal call-in talk show, which also means that if you're calling in and you're on hold, you have to just be patient to wait your turn, and I, and I appreciate that. We can, as I always say, too, disagree without being disagreeable. Those of you that have been listening to me for a long time know that I am kind of bullheaded. I have strong opinions. I have strong analysis. It doesn't mean I'm arguing with you. It just means that we can disagree. And that's part of the thing here. I mean, we're not always going to go, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's just, that's the way it works. But there are times, and I think, look, I think that by and large, save for one or two people who call in, because we all hear them, right? There'd be one or two guys who call in, and you're just sitting in your car going, oh, God. America. I, I do it on there. I sit here too going, oh, do I cut this guy off or what do I do? <laughs> because I'm listening like you're listening as well. I'm a fan of uh, uh, sports talk radio. It's But anyway, uh, you know, don't be that guy. Okay, that's all I can say. 
so don't be boring. You know, be interesting. Have have a uh, smart take. Uh, talk. Let's talk through stuff. I need your help uh, at times. <laughs> trying to, to, I don't know. Look, it, it goes to the whole question about Justin Fields. I don't know that Justin Fields comes here and doesn't bomb. I have no idea. I'm just looking for a better idea. And we could talk about that if you want. I mean, certainly all topics are always open. That's another thing I want you to know as I talk about something. But you have really wanted to because you haven't had a chance to talk about the Braves or the Hawks or, you know, anything uh, that you want that's really front and center for you. And if you want to jump in on that, I am not a person who would say, I'm talking about the Braves right now. I'm not going to talk about the Falcons. Now, I may circle back to the Braves and say, okay, because that's the kind of story of the hour, the story of the day. But I'm always willing to talk to you about just about anything. And uh, the, the reason I do that is because I view this show as a bar, okay? And if you walk up to the bar and you say, hey, John, and I, hey, um, you know, I, we introduce each other. He says, you know, uh, I'd like you to buy, a, you know, buy you a beer and I'd be okay, uh, which is, by the way, you're always paying. I just want to let you know that. And so you're buying me the beer and, and then we talk and, uh, because I'm a cheapskate. And so uh, we talk, uh, but I don't expect you to get your beer and say, hey, it was nice meeting you, and then roar back to your table here. I'm like, wait a second now. You know, you just, you just invite, let's have a conversation here. Let's talk. And it's not like, no, I'm not talking about that with you. I'm not going to talk about the Braves right now because I'm not talking about the Braves. I'm talking about the Falcons. If you don't want, I mean, that's just silly. So it's just a conversation that we're having. Now, having said that, let me get into after that long setup here. I need your help today. And Eric Slaughter, I might need your help. There was an incident at Wake Forest yesterday. Full transparency, I have to stop for a second just so that you know as I get into this topic. Look, I've been doing this a really long time, 45 years in this business. I've done an awful lot of stuff at an awful lot of places. And so I, when I, I'm not, I don't try and name drop or anything like that. I'm just giving you the backstory of how I see things and why I analyze things the way I analyze them because this has been my experience. One of the things I did was the first ever game, uh, play-by-play guy at Wake Forest at the Joel Coliseum in Winston-Salem. I was the play-by-play guy for Wake Forest. Uh, Dave Odom was the head coach. That was 1989. Okay, that's when the uh, Coliseum opened and we moved from the old, you know, that old place in Winston-Salem. Oh, man, that place was uh, in, into the into the new Coliseum, which opened in 89. Um, so anyway, uh, so yesterday at Wake, Wake beats Duke, and the Wake Forest fans stormed the court. And Kyle Filipowski, who is potentially a top-ten pick in the NBA draft, Duke star, their big seven-footer, gets injured in kind of the melee of the court storm and, and has helped off. And now it's sparked this whole controversy here about how do we you know, add Caitlin Clark, you know, when she flopped and got hit and flopped and all that kind of stuff. And it's not the first time LSU stormed the court against Kentucky the other day. How do we stop uh, st- uh, court storming? And my answer is, I, I don't know. I have no idea. I, I don't know. How, how do you stop it? I mean, I, it, I don't know. Is there a way to stop it? I, I look at it this way. You can't storm the track. You would never storm the track at a NASCAR event because you're not stupid and you don't want to die. But you can't storm the track. Why? Because there's a barrier. You can't storm. You really can't storm the ice in a hockey game because you don't want to get on the ice, fall, and kill yourself. But but there's also a barrier. Do we need to put up like a hockey barrier with plexiglass? Do we need to do that? Is that the answer? I I, I they're fining teams. 
Now, the ACC doesn't find teams, believe it or not. The ACC does not find teams. LSU got fined. It's like, I think, like $100,000, you know, for a first offense and 200000 for a second, and, and it goes up, all right? It, with the hope that, that, that a school will police itself and realize that, oh, no, we can't afford another fine, so we might as well hire a whole bunch of cops. But that's expensive, too, if you want to hire 100 policemen to, to come in and, you know, stand around the court. I, I don't know what the answer is, and, and I'm looking to all of you to try to give me the answer. Eric Slaughter, have you ever thought your way through this to say, you know, you know is there an answer? There, there is not one that is definite. I've been a part of this. You know, I've worked the table at college basketball. I've been on the broadcast table at college basketball. I've been the official scorer at college basketball. I've been a PA at college basketball. You've got to really, you know, make sure that PA announcer – is making that announcement frequently. Do not come on the playing surface. Do not come, and even that's only going to give you so much. But it, it's it's a tough thing to really implement, and there's probably no way to completely completely get rid of it. It's just not. You just well, yeah, because somebody was suggesting that. Well, maybe they need to have an automatic timeout with two seconds to go on the clock. You know, when they're about to storm the court and and get all the uh, other people off and just end the game. You know, get them off the court and then just say the game's over. Well, okay, that that works. That works if it was a blowout. Like yeah, it was a blowout. Yeah, yeah. If it's eight or ten points, mm-hmm. right? Sure. But if it's a one point game and you've got the ball to win, you know, or you know, to to win it at the buzzer, either way, and there's a three point shot at the buzzer, oh, we win. You know, I mean, there's just no way to. You can't do that, right? No, I mean, the, the the easiest, most efficient way is to make sure the PA announcer knows at every break, spectators. This is your reminder: no spectators on the playing surface. I, no at offense. Any game. Because I, I, I did play-by-play, as you know, for a long time, including at Wake Forest. Yep. We didn't storm the court when I was at Wake Forest. You want to know why? <laughs> why? We weren't no good. <laughs> we weren't no good. <laughs> we but if, you, last. If, if Dean Smith and North Carolina would have came in there and by some oh, miracle. Oh, yeah, we would have stormed. Oh, yeah. Some, <laughs> yeah we, how many times did you see a number one North Carolina? Uh, a number. A number. Because yeah. you would have been there during yeah. the, uh, the heyday of the – no, you, you so you came after the Michael Jeffrey Jordan game days, huh? Well, yeah, the only time I saw Jordan in college was in Birmingham at uh, the NCAAs on the NCAA regionals. Well, right. was, One day, John, yeah. I'm just going to buy you some beers and actually tell me some stories. 83. And Wimp Sanderson, the Alabama coach, came up to me in Birmingham. This has nothing to do with anything. And he's, he pulls up next to me and he says, I'm really mad at you. <laughs> Like, what? well, what's going on, coach? And Whip Sanderson looks at me and goes, you were on CNN and you said you didn't understand why Alabama basketball, why they'd be so good at football and, and no good at basketball. And I said, well, that was not exactly what I said there, Wimp. I was saying, isn't it interesting that certain schools like Michigan can be really good in football and basketball and certain schools can be really good at basketball like UCLA and not great at football and schools can be great at football like Alabama and not so great at basketball. And he got really bad. <laughs> He was swagging his finger at me. He was in my face. I was like, okay, sorry, Wimp. I was just saying I thought it was interesting. That's all. <laughs> and, oh, God. So, and, and Michael Jordan's playing at the same time. Can I watch Michael Jordan and Sam Perkins and James Worthy here, there, Coach? Uh, so, uh, anyway, uh, the, the point is, is that I don't know how you stop this. And, you know, fortunately for us as sports fans, uh, the only – Unless I'm missing something, and somebody could correct me out there, the only time I can think of that we had a really – I mean, we've had some ugly fights, right? I mean, everybody knows about the really bad one, Malice at the Palace. There was another college football fight that involved Fresno State back in the day where a Fresno State player took his helmet off and was smashing people in the head. And 
but I, I'm not talking about fights. I'm talking about court storming here, okay? The only time I can remember somebody going onto a playing field or a court of any kind and doing anything really bad was the stabbing of a tennis star named Monica Sellis at the French Open. Some nutcase jumped on, and luckily for her, she didn't die, and stabbed Monica Sellis. If you don't know this, this happened in the 80s, and she was number one or number two in the world at the time. And some nutball jumps out with a knife and stabs her. Uh, and so, um, you know, luckily, and I don't know what Filipowski's, you know, again, this, this is a huge, if he's injured for an extended period of time, it's gigantic for Duke and their hopes to possibly make a run in the tournament. Uh, and it would have been, you know, devastating to, to Caitlin Clark at Iowa if she had gotten really hurt. And But anyway, I'm not going to get into the whole whether she flopped or not. Um, it doesn't matter. There were fans storming the court here. Luckily, I think for the most part, they have been relatively unscathed. You know, but what does it take? Does it take us to have a situation where, you know, a, a star athlete gets seriously hurt or, or vice versa, a star athlete and a fan get into it, and the athlete really hurts a fan. And, or, there's a, or suddenly the athletes and the fans are fighting. You know, somebody pushes somebody and the, the fans fight, you know, or whatever. Somebody throws a haymaker. And the next thing you know, we got a gigantic, we're not start. we got a, a brawl going on. So, I, again, I don't know what the answer is. If anybody's got any suggestions, shoot them to me. Let me know. As always, the number is 404-726-0929. Let's go to Drew. Uh, he gets to bat first uh, on this uh, Sunday morning. Hey, Drew. Hey, good morning, guys. <clears throat> Excuse me. Can you hear me? Yep. All right. So I have a few thoughts on this. Um, I like the idea that you brought up of the barrier. I don't know how expensive that would be for some of these schools to put in. Unfortunately, I think – that would take away maybe some of the intensity of actually being at a basketball game. You know, the, I don't know. Like, I don't know if that makes sense. You know, at a hockey game, it's cold and, you know, they don't want the puck to fly off the court or guy to topple over the wall, stuff like that. Um, I mean, if you just have a barrier behind the bench, I think that would work. But again, it might take away from some of the sensory experience of the game, like the smells and the sounds, you know, um, but I think you know what's interesting you know, about that, though? You know, what's interesting about that is that at the old Omni, you know, in some arenas like Madison Square, they still play both basketball and hockey. And at the old Omni, those barriers were up there because you had to have the hockey boards up. Hmm. And it didn't, it didn't affect the experience of the overall game? Well, I think they took the plexiglass down, but no. I mean, it... Okay. But then again, I don't know how high it was. And, and so I, 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 you know, I mean, and Hawks fans aren't inclined to storm the court anyway. Uh, it's just not something <laughs> they true. do. But I, uh, specifically speaking about yesterday, um, and when it comes to a college arena, um, I know when I was in school, and um, you know, you, you had to swipe your student ID to get in, so they know who's at the game for the most part. If you're a student, um, or, and and you know, these games are televised, and there's cameras everywhere. Um, at least for the students, you know, especially the one who made, I'm assuming it's a student or a fan, I don't know which, but who made contact with the player, that that, per, that person should face, you know, criminal penalty. And I think if they're a student, they should also, um, anybody who stormed the court as well should face um, student disciplinary um, measures, 
you know. Boy, that's a good be. You got, I pre, yeah, Drew, I, I got to take a break here, which I understand. Look, Drew makes a case that you can make a case for that. Uh, and, you know, they, there's going to be lawsuits at some point. You know, somebody gets injured and a Filipowski sues somebody. Blood from a turnip, okay? And what? Uh, you, we're going to suspend 1,500 students at Wake Forest? S- schools only got 6,000 students. <laughs> maybe, maybe eight. It's a, Wake Forest is a small school. It's a small private Baptist school. It's got maybe 8,000 students. Beautiful camp. Beautiful campus. I love to work in there. Quick break. What's the answer here? Anybody got any idea? I, I'm not shooting you down. I'm just, I, I look, the, suspending students or something, maybe that'll work, I, I guess. Would it? The fines that they're doing. Look, let's put it this way. Whatever they're doing now, it ain't working. On Sports Radio 90, time the game. Sports Radio 90, time the game from the Northern Kia Studios. Oh, here's to Wake Forest, the old Golden Black, and the Demon Deacons, and the fans, uh, the students rushed the the floor after beating Duke yesterday, and Duke star Kyle Filipowski uh, apparently got injured. We don't know how badly, but uh, you know apparently he was injured after uh, making contact with a with a student, uh, a Deke fan that was running on the court there. One of the fifteen hundred or so that did. Somebody just texted me in the break here and said, uh, "What if you put students in the upper deck?" And then I'm like, just off the top of my head, I thought, "Gosh, how many? There are, there aren't a whole lot of stadiums. You'd be surprised. More stadiums." do not have an upper deck in college basketball than do. Besides, don't you – I mean, the whole point of it is to have the students right next to your team so that they're making a lot of noise and, you know, getting everybody fired up, right? That's the whole point. I, I, yeah, mo- most stadiums I know don't have – there are some that do have upper decks. Most of them are either bowls or they're smaller. They they don't have upper decks. Uh, let's go to uh, Michael. Hey, Michael, welcome to the show. Hey, hey, John, can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Hey, good. Um, hey, my, I, I'm from ACC country, too. I went to NC State. Uh, my first year was Jim Valvano's last year. But Well, uh, that's funny because because I was there at the old stadium for Jim Valvano's last game. Reynolds. Yeah, at oh, old Reynolds. Did. Yeah, well, we were both at the game. I was doing play-by-play for Wake Forest, and the funny thing was, here it is, Jim Valvano's last game of Wake Forest is no good, and then Wake won the game. <laughs> it's like, okay, I felt bad for Jimmy B. Anyway, that's neither here nor well, there. That's old school memory. He, he, that's a Rodney Rogers. Good old days. Wait, wait, no, he, yeah, Rodney wasn't on that team yet. That, he came the next year. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I, I did have a few games where I stormed the corner, and I loved it. I would do it again. Uh, one, I, I remember running past Christian Leitner, and I had no intention of doing anything to him. It was to get to half court and cheer with my teammates. I remember hugging uh, Chris Corciani. But the idea, when you talk about this topic. Is it old school name? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, have a countdown clock. Once the game ends, maybe like 10 seconds, because I'm sure most kids will obey, and then start counting down together with your buddies till till three, two, one, then you run. And that gives them a little bit of time to get to the sideline. And then you know when you're coming. And then it's just tell them, all right, everybody go. Yeah, to- good luck with that. I want to get to half court. I, well, yeah, I, I know, but good, people good luck with that. Maybe. Yeah. Good luck with idea. that. I know, I'm, I'm with you. I, I, Michael, I'm, I'm not saying they're bad ideas. I'm just saying good luck with it. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, just, I, I don't know what the answer is here. Uh, you, know, I, I, you know, in baseball, like uh, in 1992, uh, I'll just use that as a reference point here, Michael, the uh-huh. Braves and the incredible Francisco Cabrera – 
base hits and bream, you know, save right at Fulton County Stadium. I, I, I've told the story because I, you know, ran up to, to home plate there. But I'm, I'm standing with my photographer behind the right field wall there, looking through that little plastic slat uh, when it happened. And they open up, they, the, all the horses are there. I mean, and there were, I don't know, three dozen horses, maybe more. And they open up the doors and the horses go, and here come the horses on the field, right? And the place is going bananas. That's how Major League Baseball handled it. And I thought, well, you can't really put horses into an arena. But, you know, I mean, that's – how do you keep people off? You see 36 <laughs> horses go down yeah. there and you're like, okay, I'm not <laughs> – I'll stay off the field. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the other thing that made me think that clock. is After the game, we went up to uh, Western Boulevard. And where you cross over the sidewalk, you know, it starts counting down when it's going to turn green or red. Right. And when it got to five seconds, we were all chanting, and that's when the cops knew we were coming, and they just kind of let us go, run out there. And then when the light turned, we ran back to the sideline and did it all over again. Good, good yeah, old days. I, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe they would behave more than I, than I give them credit for. You know, I, I have to say. Thanks, Michael. I do appreciate the call. Let's go to uh, Hal here. Is there anybody who's got a suggestion on how, how you can police this without putting up barriers? Hey, Hal. Hey, John. Uh, now, what I wanted to call in, I really didn't want to talk about that, but it was about baseball or uh, NFL. Like, for example, we have a representative for the owners, the commissioner. We have a representative for the players, for the players' union. Uh, why not a representative? I know this is wishful thinking for the fans. And you could have uh, the price of concessions and merchandise regulated from Yankee Stadium all the way down to Truist Park all throughout. Because uh, if it's regulated by the fans, in theory, the, the athletes won't be getting the high salaries. Because mind, of concessions? Would... Yes, sir. I, I really don't think concessions really have anything to do with salaries. I mean, salaries are based on television money and ticket well, sales and yes, things of that nature. Concessions are a small fraction mind, of the income. Yeah, it is a small fraction, but in theory, I, like I said, I know if it's wishful thinking, but wouldn't it be, in your mind, possible to have a representative for the fans? I guess. I, I, I don't know to do what. I mean, well, I'm not really sure I understand so what the like point would be. They could have a say. That's in what? what I'm referring to. Be, well, fans always have a say. But, but see, hell, fans always have a say. Just don't go. Don't buy a ticket. Don't watch. Right. Well, you, you vote. That, you vote with well, your pocketbook. I understand, and but if you don't watch, wouldn't that draw down uh, TV ratings for yep. that? Then they yep. lose. So how could you possibly have a say, though, if you don't? No, I mean, watch. if you don't watch, it's like the uh, XFL. People don't watch it; it goes away. Now they're bringing it back again, but if people don't watch it again, whatever this new UFL thing is, it too will go away because there will be no money. Do you think ice hockey's coming back to Atlanta? 
Yeah, I do. I do think ice hockey is coming back. Well, I mean, and now uh, gladiators. By the way, I, I appreciate the call, Hal. Gladiators. You know, I, I and I don't mean this in any disrespect. I really, really, truly don't, uh, because um, I haven't. Because Gwinnett, the Gwinnett Arena, Gas South or whatever it is these days. Pardon me for not knowing, is so far away from where I live, uh, on the other side of town. If it were, if I lived over by the arena over there, I would be going to gladiators games. I love hockey. Love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, but we're talking about NHL. When he's saying ice hockey, he's talking about NHL. Uh, yes, I do think the NHL is coming back to Atlanta. I think you're going to build an arena, and I think we'll get an NHL team here. The NHL wants to be in Atlanta. Look, this is the seventh largest market in America. NHL wants to be here. The first two uh, teams were poorly managed, uh, and uh, I think you get a better ownership uh, group in here, and it will work, and it will be a lot of fun. I've lost contact with hockey, a sport that I absolutely love. Uh, because we don't have a team in town, and I just don't have time to spend any time paying attention to it. I miss it. Uh, I would certainly jump back into it with both feet if uh, if we had a team in town. All right, let's go to our old buddy Mel. Hey, Mel. John, you know what? One thing about hockey, the referee let them fight. What I couldn't understand, you know, I, you know, I peep at hockey, but I don't care too much about it. Okay, if they bring a team back to Atlanta, yeah, put it way out like they like like they're finna do. Because transportation gonna be bad. Do you do you don't want the rail line to expand? Yeah, put it out there. What they thinking about putting it? Well, I guess, actually, Mel, 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 just for, so you know, I think, you know, one of the plans is to put it potentially in Alpharetta. You know, they've expanded the Marta line all the way up to coming. Well, and you, you can know, put it, and you okay. can put the stadium right on the Marta line. If they do that, you know, it might help. But I don't, you know, let them bring hockey back. You know, you know, I'm not a big fan of hockey. You know, we got the, we go have fine. hockey, we have basketball, we, we got the, uh, the other team, I didn't call. Well, yeah, put them all out in, in different county. You know, because um, I don't care too much about it. I guess the fans, yep, because one thing about it, yeah, we got a lot of copperbackers, you know, moving to Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah it's, good, it's good for the tax base. It's good for, uh, for the state. And you're not going to stop the town from growing. I mean, it's going to get bigger yeah, and bigger and bigger. Anyway, I get it. You know, I probably won't be around. You're probably going to have about 10 or 12 million people going to be in Georgia. You yeah, know? probably. Well, well there already but are in the state. My thing, yeah, but go my ahead. thing is this. I want to ask you, um, I like track and field. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and one thing about baseball, it's too long. You know, but that's why they went to, about, you know, they, uh, they shaved, uh, what did they shave, 20, 20 some odd minutes off the games, 20, 25 minutes, something like that? I, I Grant would know. Yeah, with, with the, the pitch clock? Yeah, with the uh, pitch clock. You know what I mean? They're still bored, you know what I mean? You know, they don't play baseball. You know, it, you know it's just like the M- NBA. Uh, everybody shoot three-pointers. That's why the game is bad. You know, that, that's why the fans talking about it's too much uh, uh, too much scoring. When it was scoring, playing defense back in the day, when you talk about talk about Michael, you know, it was, it was defense. You know, they, root, they, 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 they run that. You know, they don't play no more defense than when it comes to the NBA. 
Edgerton, you know what was funny, Mel, about that with, with with the last dance is that there were a lot of young fans who had never I mean, lived through the Michael era, and I understand they're just younger. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I didn't yeah, live, yeah. right? I didn't live through the Walt Chamberlain era, right? Because I'm okay, but you know, it's, okay, it's so much so, changing so, and going on. You know what I mean? You know, like I said, even baseball. You know, they don't even play baseball. I played the game. That's when I asked you about track and field. I was a track star. I was a football star. I, I, I know, I know. You know, I mean, I talk about sport because they don't play. I know it's new generation and, and so forth, but they don't play. They don't. They, they really don't. And baseball is too long. I still say it. Baseball is right now spring training. Now you you wait to see just how many pitchers be arm arm problems and so forth. It's, spring training is too long. It's all about the money, man. The money hungry. That's all it is. Don't watch about these pictures. I guarantee you. They're going to have a, a, a arm problem. I'm used to seeing pictures that go nine inning. Bob Gibson. All the great. Walt Thorne. I'm doing all the great pictures. You know, sports now is too soft. Yep. I No argument. Uh, yeah, Mel, always appreciate it. Thanks, Mel. Uh, Mel chiming in here. I was going to say, I think one of the things that was interesting about the last dance that Mel was talking about here with defense is that uh, I had some fans after the last dance uh, aired there during the COVID thing, and they were talking about some of the games that, you know, the Bulls were playing, and the final scores were like, wait a second, they, they beat the Pistons 89 to 86? You know, I mean, yeah. How is it 89 to 86? <laughs> well, <laughs> they. They played defense back in those days. <laughs> they played really hard defense, and it was a physical game, and you got beat up, and nobody was giving you uh, wide-open threes. They weren't, uh, no, it was different. Now, of course, it's just end-to-end, 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 which is fine. I mean, if you enjoy it, John, when we come back, it. when we come back from break, come back to – I got a, a story I want to tell you about the Pistons and the Bulls. All right, quick break here. Uh, also, when we get back here, updates on the Falcons and what they may be facing here in terms of a decision that could affect the offense not involving the quarterback. Next. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.